Hello guys and welcome to Happiness 101 podcast and today I'm sitting on the Ashpen beach in North Goa, India and talking with, to Shibani Sahni, my dear friend, about how and why not to stuck in stability, about following your passion and how security is not everything you should be looking for if the happiness is missing. So stay tuned and enjoy the conversation just as I did while making it for you. Shibani Sahni is a trained and certified yoga therapist, yoga instructor and psychotherapist with a specialization in cognitive behavioral therapy and as well as yoga therapy. She has a strong teaching background with several years of experience and currently Shibani is in the process of building collaborations and business partnerships all over the world. As she says, to touch the lives of many through her unique style and I can attest to that, practice and approach. Her methodology is predominantly the integration of yoga, yoga therapy, and behavioral counseling methods to assist individuals in healing deep-seated emotional, physical, and intellectual inabilities. A large part of her approach focuses on assisting individuals and communities in successfully managing behavioral and emotional inconsistencies, around anger, stress, anxiety, depression, panic, insecurities, addictions, grievances of, of all sorts and compulsions, to name a few. Uh, she does individual sessions as well as group therapy sessions for her clients. And her approach also incorporates elements of mindfulness, deep relaxation and energy healing with techniques from Vedanta and Buddhism, meditation, chanting, Reiki, Yoga Nidra and Pranayama. Hi Shibani. <laughs> Hi Amara. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. And uh, I know that you're right, very busy right now. It's like in 20 minutes, half an hour, you have to run to your class, yoga class. So Shibani here is a yoga instructor, psychotherapist, and a person who's done a lot of things and left a lot of things to be in Goa and to teach yoga and I'll probably talk more about it later. But first, I just wanted to ask you, like, how could you quit all that stability that you had? And can you tell us more about the stability that you had? Oh yeah, definitely. And how did sure. you quit and why in order to do yoga in Goa? You know, uh, it, it's, it's funny you talk about the stability because the stability was so strong that I think I was getting lost in that stability. Somewhere through my journey in life, I was so settled and I was so secure that I started feeling the sense of my freedom was missing in that. The sense of happiness was missing. I had everything yet deep down inside in my heart. There was still this sense of yearning because the stability wasn't a stability that came from the depths of my passion. Mm -hmm. My passion was something that I discovered much later in life okay. and it did not let me sit still despite the fact that I was in a very secure job I was earning very well I had mm -hmm. a home you know mm -hmm. I was I was settled in a city mm -hmm. I still wanted to discover and explore and that seeking spirit <laughs> in me was very very strong uh -huh. and uh, I've always been doing yoga personally for myself it's been about 15-16 years that okay. I've been doing yoga and then uh, I started realizing the benefits of yoga on myself when I started using it in times when I did feel a little stressed or when there were ups and downs in my life. 
and uh, that's what pushed me to go ahead and and professionalize my yoga my passion for yoga mm -hmm. and i went ahead and did a teacher training in yoga i went to multiple yoga schools to mm -hmm. kind of certify myself to become capable of being a teacher mm -hmm. and an instructor and also a yoga therapist mm -hmm. and i started using it in my psychotherapy because i think uh, i think when you're dealing with with clients who come to you for help uh, one thing is a dialogue based uh, you know healing process where you discuss things with them analytically trying to reason okay. with them through cognitive behavioral therapy and psychotherapy which is what i work with but i think yoga because it's movement related and body related i think mm -hmm. it's so relevant to have yoga as part of it mm -hmm. so when i started aligning these two i saw such a beautiful product such a beautiful uh, like uh, you can say medicine or such a beautiful tool to help people cope with you know give them coping mm -hmm, skills mm -hmm. coping strategies to take their life forward mm -hmm. and that's what really made me very uh, you know curious and it energized me to get up and move on and to make this a reality mm -hmm. so i came to goa exploring uncertain grounds because this is i think is a beautiful city it has a uh -huh. huge market uh -huh. and i was I, and i do this here i i i combine it's mm -hmm. a unified approach that i mm -hmm. follow I combine yoga, yoga therapy, counseling, mm -hmm. and and work with people, especially people with anxiety, with depression, with addictions, with any mm -hmm. kind of compulsions. Mm -hmm. Also, people dealing with chronic physical pain, deep-seated mm -hmm. physical pain, or emotional pain. Mm -hmm. You know, like a, a fear or pain of a loved one, mm -hmm. a loss of a loved one, or some changes in their lives. So that emotional pain is actually something real, right? It's because sometimes I hear people say, "Oh, come on." It's not like you are upset and it hurts. Why you just get a life, you know, be happy and everything will be fine for you, you know? So this kind of emotional pain that you are saying that it's actually something real that a lot of people do not realize that somebody is really hurting next to them. Oh, absolutely. It's as yeah. real as a physical pain. Mm -hmm. An emotional pain can be as severe as a heart attack. Mm. Like a heart attack has physical manifestations to it, yeah. but it actually comes from a deep-seated sense of stress or depression. It's our emotions which actually mm -hmm. drive us to physical manifestations of ailments. Every mm -hmm. single mm -hmm. physical ailment is actually the outcome of an emotional repressed struggle, Absolutely. which people do not identify yeah. and discover. Yeah. And for the ones who do discover it, mm -hmm. I think because they feel it so deeply, it's very mm -hmm. difficult to express it since you can't put a finger on it. Because mm -hmm. it's not like your knee is hurting or yeah. your toe is hurting yeah. or your back is hurting yeah. or your shoulders are hurting. It's your, it's you are hurting. Mm -hmm. So the whole entire you, your energies, your emotions, mm -hmm. your soul, your mm -hmm. spirit, all mm -hmm. of that is hurting. And for people who are emotional and people who have a high EQ, mm -hmm. they really want to address this very deeply. Mm -hmm. So they somehow are able to cope with it. But for people who don't address it, mm -hmm. are the ones who really suffer the consequences of mm -hmm. this emotional pain mm -hmm. at a very, very deep level. Like everyone mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. But at some level, we have to accept that an emotional pain is as real as a physical pain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I just see that. Uh, a lot of times we reject something that we haven't experienced. Like for example, if you say a shoulder hurts, but if you notice that the shoulder hurts from some stress, that stressful thought that you believed or some stress that you took upon you, you will see immediately the effect of any kind of emotional stress on the ailments, as you said. Yeah. So I totally believe.
absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we <laughs> tend to carry yeah. a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. in this day and age all of us yeah. we are responsible for something or the mm-hmm. other in our life and it is this sense of responsibility mm-hmm. that we rest on our shoulders mm-hmm. so automatically a very responsible person you can either be responsible for your family for your children for your business for your wife for your husband for your mm-hmm. home you know any form of responsibility you know yeah. if you're starting up a business mm-hmm. if you're starting up any services that you are rendering mm-hmm. so we carry that emotion of mm-hmm. responsibility on our shoulders mm-hmm. so at any given point most of the people out there and mm-hmm. about i would say as high as 75 to 80% of people have some form of shoulder ache mm-hmm. which we need to address through exercise through movement mm-hmm. through talking mm-hmm. through just expression you mm-hmm. know intellectual expression mm-hmm. uh, physical expression creative expression we need mm-hmm. to find a channel of release mm-hmm. so can you give me one example of how to deal with uh, any kind of emotional stress like some specifics I understand that it is a very broad subject and we can talk for days and weeks about it. But let's say somebody is suffering from the loss of a loved one. What is the first thing to look at? You know, it's uh it's it, it is a very gradual process mm-hmm. and it's not like a quick remedy. Mm-hmm. It's not like tomorrow you'll see the results of mm-hmm. emotional pain disappearing. It's a very slow transitory mm-hmm. process. You have to transition into it slowly but Mm-hmm. What we usually say is for anyone who's going through any sense of emotional deep seated pain to actually count your blessings mm-hmm. to be completely appreciative and grateful for what you do have in your life mm-hmm. and to change the perspective of how you view life you know like we are always looking at the glass half mm-hmm. empty you know mm-hmm. I, this is what i don't have this is what i've lost mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. my suffering these are my struggles There's mm-hmm. also the other half, you know, the glass half full. Absolutely. Even if there's not mm-hmm. water, there's air in it. So the glass is actually full. Yeah. It's half water, half air. It's your problem that you don't see, right? You don't see the air. You know, there's so much in that yeah. glass of yours. So really being appreciative and grateful for what you do have, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you have five friends, you have a roof above your head, mm-hmm. you have food to eat, mm-hmm. you have a few loved ones. Oh my mm-hmm. god, you're so much better off mm-hmm. than half of this planet mm-hmm. or maybe even 3/4 of the planet mm-hmm. because there is a lot of suffering and struggle that's going on but mm-hmm. we tend to be so centered on ourselves that we only get lost in our own misery and our own grief mm-hmm. so i'm not disregarding the misery and the mm-hmm. grief but it's very important one to be grateful and appreciative second to find out the meaning of happiness in your life mm-hmm. what makes you happy what mm-hmm. is the meaning of happiness in your life mm-hmm. and how much of that do you actually have in your life mm-hmm. if xyz makes you happy mm-hmm. are these components actually part of your daily mm-hmm. life how much of your time are you spending to include these in your life mm-hmm. because all of us have only 24 hours so it's it's not about adding things it's about removing things but we all have the same 24 hours absolutely the busiest person and the least, least busiest, busiest person yeah. you know mm-hmm. the president of a country mm-hmm. to a, a pauper sitting on the streets mm-hmm. you know begging for money mm-hmm. both of them have the 24 hours what you do with your time is very important so i think it's a process of eliminating the unnecessary from your life because okay. when you filter out the unnecessary mm-hmm. you actually have a lot of time at hand mm-hmm. and with that time you can use it constructively to actually fulfill it with mm-hmm. things that make you happy you know mm-hmm. it could be a run by the beach mm-hmm. it could be doing yoga mm-hmm. it could be learning an instrument it could mm-hmm. be singing it could be dancing mm-hmm. it could be going to the gym you know it yeah. could be painting you know things that it could be cooking you know it that re- relaxes many people so 
what we need to do is we need to really find out what are the things that make me happy it could be listening to music mm-hmm. you know something as simple it could be having a shower you know a nice Absolutely. relaxed abba i'm learning to know. enjoy every single thing yeah. that i do so when we include these things mm-hmm. to relax ourselves to really yeah. find joy in mm-hmm. it you realize that that joy is something which comes from within joy is not something which is connected to a situation or a person mm-hmm. so can you tell me what um, things make you happy and what things you eliminated from your life which made you unhappy oh okay so my yoga makes me extremely <laughs> happy okay. so does music i uh-huh. love music mm-hmm. and if i listen to music that i enjoy it's like i get a second rush of energy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's better than an orgasm it's it's something which really yeah. takes me to this different level mm-hmm. i uh, love nature so when i am with nature mm-hmm. it again rejuvenates me revitalizes mm-hmm. me and completely and absolutely energizes mm-hmm. me so i make it a point to try and catch the sunrise or the sunset as mm-hmm. much as i can mm-hmm. to spend time with nature to go by the beach to go to the mountains mm-hmm. i personally love to paint as well okay. so i do find time not so much time like i'm a little guilty of that but mm-hmm. as and when i do i sit and i paint because mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of joy mm-hmm. and all these things is are not something i did regularly mm-hmm. in my life all through Mm-hmm. but i eliminated a lot of things to mm-hmm. create time for this so mm-hmm. now as a thumb rule i don't sleep more than 7 to 8 hours mm-hmm. you know in a day mm-hmm. like even if i have time and there's st- stuff to do i will not sleep i will utilize that time mm-hmm. to something which is mm-hmm. far more exciting and mm-hmm. energizing yeah. i spend way less time on my laptop and my computer mm-hmm. i only attend to emails during a certain time of the day a few hours i will go on to the internet for work i try to stay away from social media but i have to use it for my work so i will address it and go to it like maximum about 20 minutes or half an hour in a day mm-hmm. i uh, try and cut out things like irrelevant phone calls which mm-hmm. i do not need to make mm-hmm. i make the most of whatsapp and texting to communicate things mm-hmm. so really eliminating the things which i feel actually draining my energy mm-hmm. and which are irrelevant which i can do without mm-hmm. to conserve the energy and to expend it on things that i need so i think time is energy so like mm-hmm. people say time is money so yes money and energy so if we want to create value mm-hmm. in our lives we have to one conserve that energy mm-hmm. to create the value mm-hmm. and one create it so how do i create mm-hmm. that time to to invest in things that i enjoy mm-hmm. yeah i actually started doing the <clears throat> the enjoying whatever it is i have to do and i used to divide my time into okay these things i enjoy and these things i have to do like i have to do my work it's like the artist is not only the person who uh, does the painting right the artist also a person who buys the brushes who cleans yeah. the brushes who prepares the the whatever you guys call this huge white thing so it's a lot of preparation so some of the preparations in my work i didn't like before so right now i'm testing this that i'm not going to happy be happy later I have to be happy I now i want to be happy now yeah 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 happiness so is a choice well, yes. yeah. so, so i might I, as well enjoy the most tedious task which can actually become quite meditative yeah. so what you said reminded yeah. me of a quote i once yeah. heard so there's this a uh, uh, quote i heard mm-hmm. from one of these enlightened masters i forget who he was but this is what the quote was and it said that the foolish do things that they do not enjoy the wise do things that make them happy mm-hmm. but the enlightened do things that they have to <laughs> isn't that beautiful 
interesting. The enlightened do the things they have to. Yeah. So creating joy mm. in duty, creating joy in things that we have to do to survive. Yeah. So it's like Maslow's hierarchy. Mm. Mm-hmm. You have your physiological needs, you have to mm-hmm. sleep, you have to eat, you have to rest, mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself. Then you have your psychological needs. Mm-hmm. You have to really take care of your mind, body, your mm-hmm. soul. But for me, it's also a balance since um, enlightenment is a separate thing and uh, happiness and unhappiness, there are two polars. But what if we have in life things we have to do, things we like and things we don't like, but we still enjoy while doing it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't like to clean um, uh, kitchen, for example. I don't like to wash dishes. But you have dishes. to do it, it's your kitchen. So I, I choose to enjoy washing the dishes. Actually, when I do that, I get a sense I of joy. I enjoy it yeah. so much. So this is what it I, actually it's more, says. The most inspiring thing for me is to wash the dishes. Yeah, actually. yeah so this is exactly mm-hmm. what the coach says. Yeah. Find joy in things that you have yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. You know, little things like, you know, mm-hmm. taking care of your home, sweeping, swabbing, mm-hmm. cleaning your mm-hmm. toilet. These are things we have to do. They're part of our daily life. Driving, exactly. you know. You might not enjoy driving in traffic, but you have mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. unless you can afford a driver. Mm-hmm. So find joy in things that you but have to do. But even with a driver, the traffic doesn't disappear. Absolutely. So you might as well find something happy to do, to while, do while you're doing it and just enjoying yeah. the scenario yeah. and not letting our inner state of peace and balance mm-hmm. being dependent on the external. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, when people have a bad day, they become sad. Mm-hmm. When they have a good day, they're happy. Mm-hmm. Why should our happiness be dependent on the external that yeah. you cannot control you know irrespective of what yeah. your day is like you mm-hmm. know you should be beaming and brimming with happiness because <laughs> happiness comes from within and and it should not be dependent on things which are not in your control mm-hmm. and i know you have to train your mind to be that way but yeah. once we start thinking this way so how do we train our mind how do we train our mind we train our mind by not getting too attached to the emotional expression which comes from something external can you give me an example? I can give you an example. Yeah. For example, suppose you are driving to work and you know there's someone on the way who cuts you, you know, mm-hmm. or you know looks at you, or there's a traffic mishap, or there's an accident that yeah. you've just seen. Now, one way to deal with it is okay. I'm getting 10 minutes late to work. Mm-hmm. You know, let me call work and tell them I'll be 10 minutes late. And okay, this is not in my control. I'm, I'm sad that this has happened mm-hmm. because it's cutting into my time and there are people screaming and shouting and they think it's my fault when, when it might not be. So that is one way to deal with it, to say, okay, the traffic is bad. There's mayhem on the streets. It's absolutely crazy. And I'm running late. I'm going to be late for a very important meeting. So let me call them and tell them that I'm going to be late and I'm so sorry but I cannot help it. Now, mm-hmm. whatever their response is, it's, it's sad because this mm-hmm. is the reality. Mm-hmm. Another way to deal with it is, oh my God, why is this p- person doing that? I get out of my car, I start screaming at them, I start moving them, I'm getting late for work, I need to go, please give me way. I need to go calling up office and saying, I'm trying to come, but I can't make it because it's, you know, it's, uh, it's the traffic is very bad, I'm stuck. And then, you know, just getting very panicked and very restless about it. Mm-hmm. So instead of just reacting to the situation, mm-hmm. I think, a, a sensible, thought-out, logical response, mm-hmm. saying that okay, that I can't do anything about this. So that's mm-hmm. that's one example. Okay. Another one I could think is like suppose uh, you've got some bad news from a friend, you know, mm-hmm. like the friend has some kind of you know accident or you know just some some bad news. You the friend is not feeling well. Mm-hmm. The friend has mm-hmm. suddenly fallen sick. 
Now, one way to look at it is, okay, yes, my friend is sick. Let me see how I can help her to the best of my ability. Let me see how I can make her day more joyful. Mm-hmm. Let me see how I can, you know, provide what mm-hmm. is lacking in her life right now. Mm-hmm. Now, that's one way to respond. Another way to respond is, oh my God, my friend is sick. I'm, I'm so feeling so sad for her. Oh my God, what do I do? This news has made me so terrible. So we start playing victim. Uh-huh. Any sad news that we hear, any sad situation, instead of becoming a master and taking mm-hmm. control of saying how can I problem solve how can mm-hmm. I try and see how can I fix this how can I make it better mm-hmm. we go even in lower into a lower mm-hmm. life state and we play victim to mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. not helping the situation Absolutely. so that's what makes you depressed it makes you sad and then mm-hmm. if someone asks you how was your day you're like oh my day was so sad you know I got stuck in traffic I couldn't <laughs> get to work on time I missed a very important meeting and then my friend had an accident and you know that made me so sad and mm-hmm. you know I feel so sorry for her yeah so so it's it's really your attitude in life which makes you say that don't mm-hmm. get caught up with things that are not in your control yes mm-hmm. I agree they can be sad mm-hmm. but sadness is a very important part of life mm-hmm. what why what is sadness how is sadness Uh, contributes to our growth to our happiness let's say you know uh, as human beings and as living beings rather not just human mm-hmm. beings you have uh, growth mm-hmm. you know you have uh, there'll be sickness mm-hmm. there'll be suffering there'll yeah. be death you know yeah. all of us go through this at some point in our life it's a cycle mm-hmm. yeah and the sooner we accept this and you know address this from a positive point of view saying I am ready because I am growing in the process of growth there will be obstacles there will be challenges there will be days when my energy will be low I might fall sick there might be mm-hmm. suffering you know mm-hmm. I lose loved ones I lose money I lose my mm-hmm. business you know because what comes what goes it's the same thing today it's there tomorrow it might yeah. not be there and eventually we are all going so we are going to bid each other farewell you know? <laughs> We all have an expiration date written on yeah. our forehead, which we cannot see. No one can see yeah. it. Thank God for that. I know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think uh, when we look at sadness as an opportunity to really shine our strengths, because when we need to struggle, we fight the hardest. And mm-hmm. when we are fighting the hardest, we really contemplate because it's only in our low times. when we are struggling when we are suffering do we ask ourselves questions why is this happening to me i was just me? about to say that actually in the saddest moments i do self reflection which helps me to move on everyone does that everyone does that yeah. amara because when we are yeah. happy we have no time we're exactly. too busy being happy but when we are struggling when yeah. we are suffering is when we really contemplate and yeah. question ourselves and true personal growth and professional growth yeah. comes from your struggles yeah. and from your low times you know it's mm-hmm. it's like your suffering is a springboard yeah. to happiness yeah. it can take you it not, it's not just a recovery mm-hmm. it's a recreation it recreates mm-hmm. you you don't just mm-hmm. recover from the mm-hmm. sadness you become yeah. a totally different human being and i also believe strongly that uh, sadness doesn't mean suffering not at all you yeah, suffering, suffering is a choice is the choice exactly yeah 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 sadness yeah. is is something which is out of your control mm-hmm. and it yeah. you hear news and it it affects you emotionally but mm-hmm. how you deal with that affect you know there is one time in a day every single day when i feel sad it is the twilight time it's when the even the day is going down and the night didn't start and there's this twilight time when i don't know what it is maybe in spirituality they call it somehow 
there is a reason for that, but that's the saddest time, and that's actually the time of uh, the best self-reflection, I guess. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think all of us mm -hmm. have times when yeah. we uh, self-reflect mm -hmm. more than mm -hmm. normal. It could be on a daily basis, it yeah. could be on a weekly basis, or it could be incidental. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important just take stock of your day at the end of the day, yeah. and to really be aware of what in your day caused mm -hmm. you happiness, what in your day caused yeah. you sadness yeah. and to look at it just as reality and to be rooted deeply in that yeah. reality because the more we are connected to reality and awareness, mm -hmm. the more secure we become mm -hmm. and the more stable we become. Yeah. So to answer your first question, mm -hmm. I think right now what I'm doing is making mm -hmm. me far more secure and stable <laughs> because I'm proactively following my passion mm -hmm. and just living life with complete and absolute freedom. But when you quit everything, weren't you scared? Absolutely. I was. <laughs> oh, I was scared. I was scared, but I I took the the, the fear as a challenge, mm -hmm. and and I I told myself that I had a very strong sense of belief in myself. Mm -hmm. I said I will do it and show it to everyone. And Look, I said, it is possible. I can, it right? is possible. I can do yeah. this. You know. And I think that deep sense of self-belief in me, that deep sense of courage and confidence that it took mm -hmm. to truly believe in myself and everyone around me was like, are you sure you want to do this, you know, why would you like to do this, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll be struggling and you know, it's, it's not your time to do this and you know, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I was like, no, I have to be true to my heart, I have to mm -hmm. be true to myself mm -hmm. and, I, and I did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just just the beginning, I would say, Absolutely, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The journey is very long yeah. and I'm so excited to see what lies ahead. Yeah, and you were saying something about the songs that make you happy. Can you remember any song or performer that you like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. I love uh, the, the band Scorpion. Scorpion? And The Never. Killers. The Killers. Wow. Human. There's a song called Human by The Killers, which is amazing. <laughs> And there's a song by Scorpions called Under the Same Sun. Because okay. we all live under the same sun. We all. Wow. <laughs> a great singer, but. No, you are good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. I have to check them out because I'm collecting the ultimate collection of uh, the best songs for eternity. And I have like maybe 10 songs there. Because after I've started all this, after meditation and all of that became my job, my work, I looked back at, into my playlist and I was shocked mm. how many songs that I'm listening that I'm not supposed to listen. Mm. Because if a song makes me unhappy, delete. This is how it became right now. Mm. So I'm collecting right now an ultimate playlist of, happy, of songs that make you happy. Songs that make you inspired, songs that make you really want to fly, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you 2 also has some very good too, songs. Yeah. It's one of my favorite yeah. bands. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, okay, I like your, your taste. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so these are songs which really lift me up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, I, I love taking showers. Mm. So anytime I'm feeling a little low on energy okay. or I'm getting low, I'll go under the shower. I'll turn it on cold showers. Cool. And I will sing under the shower. <laughs> Actually, I love the shower. It really is the best deconditioning process, as in human design, I like to say. Water strips you off of other identities that Absolutely. you don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go back to your nature. Yeah. The yeah. easiest and the, the best. 
the best way yes yeah I even uh, yoga philosophy yeah. says that water mm -hmm. is a beautiful energy yeah. cleanser so water fire flowers and incense and ground ground yeah grounding yeah, yeah. walking on yes. barefoot yes yeah 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 that's why I like to come to the beach i'm looking forward to this barefoot walking <laughs> nice. I wish I could join you. Yes, thank you so much. I know that you have to run right now because I still have so many questions to ask you, but maybe we'll continue next other time. I'm sure there will be other time. There will be. Yes. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Thank, thank you, you so much, much, Amara. This was lovely. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Would you like to know about your past lives? Have you ever wondered? Even if you don't really believe in it at first. You can give it a try and find out right now, and it is absolutely free. Just go to my website www.humandesignu.com and download your audio and PDF files right now.